Warning, this show contains strong language and scenes of a queer nature. Yes! Hey, I'm Josh, and welcome to the Art of Being Queer podcast. Here's a snippet of what's to come. You know, in like the following months, I kind of looked back at the lyrics and I was like, oh, I'm very much writing about just like frustrations with capitalism. I don't want to be like, it's about society, but like specifically about capitalism and homophobia and how those work together and enable each other. Feeling like for shame on just like anyone who is in power and is letting what's happening happen. And I always had the concept that I wanted my first EP to be called Buzzkill, just because that's such a word that's been weaponized against me in a few different points in my life as someone who deals with mental illness. If I'm having some sort of episode where I'm like physically unable to feel happy and people are like, oh my God, cheer up. Why are you such a buzzkill? Like, just be happy. And I'm like, okay, great. I would love to be. Um, that would sound really great. How? So now it's time to meet the guest of today's episode, Autophonics. Hey, would you like to give an introduction? Totally. Um, so I'm Ryan and I make music under the name Autophonics. Um, and I am a queer and trans audio engineer and producer and yeah. <laughs> so the first time that we featured you on the art of being queer, we featured the song Down. And we've used it in the exhibition and I've listened to it so, so many times since. Yes. So do you want to tell me a little bit about that one? Um, that song I wrote when I was still under uh, a different performance name. Um, so it's kind of one of my older ones. And I believe I was in uh, some sort of writing group uh, where it was uh, like a politically focused poetry type of workshop and I think that's where I started writing the lyrics of it from uh was during that like political poetry workshop and then it kind of ended up being I performed it at the like end of the workshop and somebody was like this is like like a weird Fiona Apple song I love it and I was like okay maybe I'll like actually make something out of it and then that's kind of how it came to life do you want to tell me a bit about the meaning of the song it was definitely about my frustrations with, I didn't necessarily identify with, uh, or I didn't have access to the language of like radical politic at that point. But I, you know, in like the following months, I kind of looked back at the lyrics and I was like, oh, I'm very much writing about just like frustrations with capitalism and this kind of, uh, I don't want to be like, it's about society, <laughs> but like specifically about capitalism and uh, homophobia and how those work together and enable each other and kind of feeling like for shame on just like anyone who is in power and is letting what's happening happen and then kind of writing about my frustration with those external forces. And then luckily in later months was able to find like actual groups where I could not just write about it, but actually like do something, <laughs> which was great. But like, that was where it started.
I started finding uh, groups that were not necessarily like strictly anarchist groups, but groups that are inspired by kind of the idea of the ability for communities to live autonomously outside of these systems that are the only ones that have been available to us. Um, I started meeting some people who were involved with uh, Indigenous Kinship Collective, which is a group of indigenous women and trans people who do actions and meetings addressing uh, issues specifically facing indigenous communities. But a lot of times ideas of community organizing and autonomous organizing are like very influenced in that. Um, I started going to some events with Decolonize This Place, which is another activist group that does actions. Uh, and that's kind of where I was able to actually access the language of being able to put into words, like what is it, what exactly is wrong with, with capitalism or with the way that we handle control in the U.S. and power in the U.S. Not to say that I know how all those things work like inherently and can articulate all of it, but I was able to vocalize at least how I felt about things a little bit easier and find like-minded people. Cool. Okay, so the next track that we're going to listen to is called Buzzkill. Do you want to tell me a little bit about that one? Um, so even before I... Buzzkill has actually been in progress for about like two years and I always had the concept that I wanted my first EP to be called Buzzkill just because that's such a word that's been weaponized against me and a few different points in my life as someone who deals with mental illness just like being at family events or out in public and if I'm having some sort of episode where I'm like physically unable to feel happy and people are like, oh my God, cheer up. Why do you have to be such a party pooper? Why are you such a buzzkill? Like, just be happy. And I'm like, okay, great. I would love to be. Um, that would sounds really great. How? <laughs> so yeah, I kind of took that cynicism with the word buzzkill and I was like, I'm going to make that my whole thing because... It's fine to be a buzzkill sometimes. <laughs> the buzz is not always going to be going. And it's kind of unhealthy to... Uh, that, like, toxic positivity is really weird of not acknowledging, you know, both sides of things, the happy and the sad. People only want to see one thing. So I started writing that album, and every single song on it has changed except for Buzzkill. Buzzkill was always going to be like the title song, but it had a completely different lineup and it changed multiple times over the two years that I was working on it. And then when it finally was released, I was like, okay, I think this is like going to be the final set of songs, but none of them were there from the start, except for Buzzkill. Up 
experimental sound to this one and i love how calm and down is yeah that's really good i'm really i'm really into sound as a relaxation tactic i'm not sure if i like intentionally employed that in that song but just as a concept i'm very enthralled with like asmr and uh sound meditations sound baths things that people do that are using sound for specifically like uh, emotional or mental purposes. It's really interesting. I can definitely relate to feeling like a buzzkill when I'm down as well. Yeah, it's like, I can't, I'm sorry, I can't always be happy. It's tiring. <laughs> and if I'm not, then like that needs to also be okay. Like, it, like, it's okay to not be happy all the time. Like, I wish I didn't have to, I wish that wasn't like a, like a message I had to push, but like, yeah, it's all, It's also totally fine to be happy, and it's also totally fine to not be. So the last song that we're going to discuss is Special Agent. Do you want to tell me a little bit about that one? Yeah, Special Agent, I started, I think that was the second song that I ever officially put out. The first one was like this little like indie rock kind of song called Persephone, and then Special Agent came, and that's when I was kind of starting to experiment with electronics and pop or I guess just electronics. I, I, I wouldn't necessarily say pop, but it wasn't indie rock and special agent. I, I just kept marinating on these memes that I kept seeing about the little FBI man who's like spying on you through your computer laptop. Cause I went home to visit my mom and, and she's not like an incredibly, she, she doesn't often advertise her distrust for the government. So I was really surprised when I saw her little like old shitty laptop with a little piece of a post-it note stuck over the camera. And I was like, what do you think they're watching you do? You know, like, what do you, you're not, you know, you're not uh, at risk uh, per se. But um, yeah, so I wrote that song as kind of like, um, not a serious love song to that FBI man, but as like a um, kind of cynical, campy, like, I know you're in there type of vibe. Um, but it was actually really interesting because in the like year or so after that song came out, the idea of censorship and 
surveillance, I feel like got even more intense. Like it's always been out there, obviously, but especially in queer and trans and sex working communities on Instagram and a lot of social media, the way that certain people get censored for certain things has gotten like truly out of hand as it always has been. Um, so after I released the song, I was like, oh, damn, <laughs> it got really real uh, in the time following. But I still I still love it. It's still valid um, and kind of also brings into it because the main line is little special agent who's watching you like who's who's keeping them in check. Um, and it's an ironic question because no one's keeping them in check. That's the point. Um, but kind of proposing that as a problem rather than like a good thing. <laughs> you see me every day. I think you fall in love with the stupid shit I do when I'm home all alone. You think you're so sneaky, but you're not on your own. Cause I blow kisses through my laptop cam, talking through the tab in my phone. I just released um, something the other day just on Bandcamp. It's not like a, a official song song. I was actually doing this sound art performance uh, for an installation recently. And as these things happen, I left my laptop at home. So I had to adapt the performance do my own thing there. And then when I went home, I actually recorded and made like a 30 minute piece of all the things and the samples and sounds and stuff that I had queued up on my laptop. Um, so that's called Sirens and that's going to be up on SoundCloud pretty soon, just so it's more like readily available, but I wanted to put it up on Bandcamp first just because, um, so that's kind of like an ambient, type piece but it's quite long um and that's kind of the most recent thing that i've been doing so are you in a place where you know what's coming next then theoretically theoretically i i'm gonna release like a full-length album at some point but i still feel like buzzkill came out so recently um it was so weird just the weekend that buzzkill came out it was like my birthday that album was released i had like some other shows going on and it was just extremely hectic. So I feel like I'm, I'm still recovering from it even. Um, but I've been producing for some other artists, uh, which has been really awesome and fulfilling. And I always love doing that. Um, this really amazing artist, Pixie Shoddy just released an album like this week, I think on the 1st of March, uh, we dropped their debut EP. Um, and it's amazing. They're so amazing. 
Um, that's on Spotify and Apple Music and all that. It's called Pixie by Pixie Shoddy. Um, and then I've also been working with the artist Ella Boy, who did the verse on the song Sour. Uh, they're from Brazil. Um, so we've been kind of collaborating uh, across across borders a little bit. Um, uh, and they're also releasing an album very soon. Uh, I think there's there's details for it on their Instagram, Ella Boy Music. But creatively, I have been mostly working on stuff for other people to kind of cleanse my palate a little bit working on my own stuff, I feel like I get very self-critical and it can get a little tiring um, to be in that mode for like a large project. So I'm kind of doing smaller things, helping other people make their stuff, um, trying out visual art and like learning new instruments and uh, kind of doing smaller things like that. Um, but the, the instrument that I got recently is a theremin, and that's what I played for that art installation. Um, and it's one of the, like, it's like the first electronic instrument that was ever made in like the 1920s. Uh, it's a modern version of it, but um, it has that history behind it. And it uses the electrical current in your body to detect how close you are to it. And you play it by like moving your hands in these like really ethereal spell-like motions and I love it so much so that's what I've been kind of preoccupied with. <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard of that instrument. Yeah it's very weird if you look it up it's spelled T-H-E-R-E-M-I-N um, and it's really fun. The synthesizer company Moog just made uh, a version of it that is modern and it has all these effects and bells and whistles and it's just like a, a better version of the one that came out in the 1920s um but it's great to see it coming back i was actually at this like punk and noise show in brooklyn recently where the artist was using a theremin in his performance uh, i think it, it was buck gooder um and i was like i'm so glad to see that theremins are coming back a little bit um, cause when the most popular or like the most, uh, popularized version of it was released in the twenties, it was a week before the great depression hit. So <laughs> it was kind of bad timing for the theremin. Um, so it really, it didn't get super popular, but now there's this kind of cult following, um, of people kind of trying to bring it back. And I, I love it. It's weird. And I love it. <laughs> I guess it's kind of like people getting into vintage film cameras or buying vinyls now. Yeah, it is very much that mentality of like the old analog, um, you know, enthusiasm that is coming back. And it's really interesting. Okay, so do you want to let people know where they can find you now? Um, yeah, you can find me at Autophonics on Instagram. That's A-U-T-O-P-H-O-N-I-X. Uh, and definitely check out Pixie Shoddy's new album on Spotify that we made together. That's spelled Pixie, S-H-A-W-T-Y. Um, yeah, that's kind of the most recent thing that's come out for me. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. 
thank you so much for including it in so much that and so many things that you've done. So that takes us to the end of this episode of the Art of Being Queer podcast. I want to thank Autophonics for being such a great guest. I want to thank our Patreons, Demo Demi, Alpha Wings, Adam Heller, and Laura Rodham. If you would like to support us, head over to patreon.com forward slash the art of being queer. Thank you to Queen Toast for creating the tracks used in the background of this podcast. And thank you for listening. See you next time.